Algar Productions. Sarcastic Voyage presents The Radio Adventures of Dottie. Our story so far. 12-year-old Dottie of the Ministry of the Unconventional for Canada and the U.S. has been promoted from sidekick to full agent. Aboard her MUCUS-issued airship, she sets out in hot pursuit of the sinister robot smith, who has fled to a mysterious island known as Pythagora. Accompanying her is Speckling, a rival sidekick that Dottie recently rescued out of pity. And now today's adventure, The Call of the Shadows. Um, Dottie, excuse me? What is it, Speckling? Um, I, I was just wondering if we're nearly to where we're going yet. And also where we're going, because I wasn't paying attention when you told me the first time. Oh, and, and also, if you had any riddles for me to solve? Riddles? Yeah, riddles! That's what I'm good at! Oh, is that what you're good at? I sure am! Whenever I'm on an adventure and there are riddles to be solved, I'm your girl! And how often does this actually come up? Because I've been adventuring for quite a while, and I can't ever remember there being any riddles. Oh, all the time! Say there's a diabolical criminal who's leaving behind clever hints about what his next crime is going to be. Sounds like a pretty stupid criminal to me. Or there's a mystical temple, guarded by a mysterious statue that will only open the temple door if you answer the ancient riddle that no one's been able to answer before. But if the riddle's ancient, it's probably not even in English. And most riddles rely on wordplay. Or if we've intercepted a communique from our enemies. My agency were your enemies until yesterday. And they're using some kind of special secret code like the hours would seem like days. Well, that's just a simple substitution and... (sighs) So there aren't any riddles then? No, Speckling, there aren't any riddles. I suppose there was kind of a mystery around where the robot smith is headed to next but the way I solved that was by taking a careful look at the data and analyzing it for a pattern, using math. It took a really long time because there was no clear question being asked. Because the robot smith is a genius who doesn't leave a trail of breadcrumbs leading to his new hideout, and the answer ended up being just a set of coordinates. Riddles imply that the person asking the riddle sort of playfully wants you to find the answer, and real bad guys just don't work like that. Oh. And to answer your other question, the Ministry has identified a professor at Patera University who's an expert on the island chain where we believe Pythagora is. So we're going there to recruit him to our team. Okay. So if you could please just go literally anywhere else on this airship and sit quietly for a while, I would appreciate it. Whatever you say, Dottie. (sighs) I know I shouldn't be so mean to her, but she just makes me so crazy. I hope I was never like that. I can't imagine how Matt and Al got anything done if I was. You know what? Maybe I should call them. They've been adventuring for years, and I'll bet they have some helpful tips on how to work with a sidekick. This is Agent Dottie calling Agents Matt and Algar. Over. Dottie, is that you? It's me, Matt. But I think you're supposed to say over when you're done talking. Over. Oh, right. You're always so much better with things like that. Uh... Uh, oh, over. Is that Dottie? Yes, it's Dottie. Tell her I said hi. I already said over. Now I have to wait until it's my turn again. <laughs> Actually, Matt, you left your microphone on and I can still hear you both. Hi, Al. Over. Oh, this is always so much harder without a sidekick. This guy does so much dumb pilot stuff that it's a full-time job just making sure that he hasn't accidentally done something to get us both killed. 
Ever realize how much your job involved protecting us from strangling each other on a daily basis? Hey, I heard that. Stop listening and pilot the ship before we crash into a mountain. Whoa, I think you may be onto something there. Whoops! See what I mean? This is my life now. But enough about all that. What can we do for you, Dottie? Oh, over. <sighs> well... This is my first assignment as a solo agent, and I hadn't really planned on bringing on a sidekick, but... Well, do you remember Speckling? Over. Uh, doesn't ring a bell. Oh, uh, wait, you mean that kid who worked for SNOT? Over. That's her. She got captured by the robot smith with all those other sidekicks, but nobody came for her when I set her free, and I guess I felt bad for her, so I brought her along with me. Over. All I can really remember is that you didn't like her? At all, and honestly, that was all I ever needed to know. And also, present company very much accepted, of course. Nobody pays a lot of attention to the other guy's sidekicks, if you know what I mean. Over. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Over. But what's so bad about her? <sighs> what's not so bad about her? She's constantly being taken prisoner. She doesn't understand the concept of taking initiative. Like, if you don't give her a direct order, she literally just stands there, staring straight ahead. And worst of all, it's almost like she doesn't believe that science exists. Everything is magic to her. Over. Dottie, are you talking about magic? No, I'm still not talking about magic. Just assume I'm never talking about magic unless I tell you otherwise. Oh. Okay. You see? Just terrible. Well, Dottie, I think you have some legitimate complaints there, but also, and don't take this the wrong way, but I think you may be treating young Speckling just a little unfairly. Not every sidekick can be as perfect as you were. Sometimes you have to work with them a little and... Please don't steer us towards the giant ostrich creature. This is supposed to be a stealth mission. Sorry, Dottie, I have to go handle this. Just remember, the Colonel completely trusts you as a field agent, and a big part of that is building a team and leading that team. He wouldn't have promoted you if he didn't think you could handle it. Over. I guess you're right. Thanks for the advice. Good luck with those giant ostriches. Over and out. Golly, Whiskers, this place is scary. It's just a university campus. I know. Everyone here is so much bigger than we are. And smarter. Well, you could always just go wait in the airship and I'll be back in a few minutes. I should probably stay here by your side. Oh, good. Uh. Golly, Whiskers, mister, I'm sorry. I dare say you are. Professor Lovecraft? Is that you? Yes, that appellation does indeed provide an accurate, if somewhat incomplete, accounting of all that is mine. I'll be a temporarily on this corporeal plane. If you'll forgive me for saying so, sir, you look a bit older than I expected. It's not the years, little girl. It's the ineffable horrors onto which one has fixedly set one fascinated but ultimately insignificant gaze. <laughs> now off with you. I have a very important convocation impending with representatives from a covert paranormal agency. Yes, sir. That's me. Agent Dottie of the Ministry of the Unconventional for Canada and the U.S. Yes, I'm familiar with the acronym, which is exquisite, incidentally. But I suggest that the Ministry would send as its representative a little girl. Two little girls, sir. Two little girls. 
This is a cataclysm of nearly cosmic proportions. I'm sorry you feel that way, Professor, but I can assure you I'm a fully accredited agent of MUCUS, and we urgently need your assistance in the pursuit of... Yes, yes, all of this was relayed to me via telegram days ago. You're looking for Pythagora. You've heard of it? I perused a topographical approximation of the coordinates provided, and I believe I can be of some abetment, yes. I was led to understand I would be retrieved in an airship of some capacity. Yes, sir. It's docked on the roof of the science hall. If you have any business to attend to before we depart, I... Business? What sort of business do you imagine requiring my attention, little girl? I don't know. Maybe you have a wife or a girlfriend you'd want to say goodbye to? Or maybe some notes? Or a coat? You, a mere slip of a girl would dare to suggest that I bring a coat on an expedition to the bottom of the world itself. We're going to the South Pacific. That's not really the... Small child, we can continue this rather unbalanced rhetorical chess match ad nauseum, or we can proceed on our way. The choice apparently is yours. All right. Let's go, then. Whatever you say, Dottie. Which in turn reflects the unmistakable presence of sinister angles. Sinister... what? Angles. Sinister angles. Are we talking about the same things? Slanty, intersecting lines that you can measure with a protractor? Yes, now you're getting it. I don't understand. How can an angle be sinister? It would have to be non-Euclidean, of course. Oh, of course. Okay. You know how the sum of the angles of a triangle must be 180 degrees? Sure, what school kid doesn't know that? I don't know that. Why doesn't that surprise me? Now imagine a triangle where the angles added up to 181 degrees. Then it wouldn't be a triangle. Yes, it would. But an eldritch, ineffable triangle. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Sounds like magic to me. No, it is. Indescribable, unspeakable magic of the darkest variety. No, that's the dumbest thing. Golly, whiskers, so magic is real? Speckling, we've been over this. Of course magic isn't real. Then how do you explain that triangle? You know what? I'm just gonna go step into the radio room for a few minutes. You two don't touch anything. I'll be right back. This is Agent Dottie calling Agent Matt and Algar. Come in, please. Over. Dottie? Is that you? Over. Hi, Al. Yeah, it's me. Over. Aren't you proud of me? I did the over thing. Not because I even knew you were supposed to, but because I heard you reminding Matt about it earlier. Oh, uh, over. Yes, that's very good. Over. So, what can I do for you, Dottie? Matt's a little busy off fighting a bunch of cowboys. Well, they rustle these giant ostrich things, so I guess they'd be ostrich boys, but... That just sounds weird and awkward. Anyway, he's taking care of that, so you just got me, but I'm happy to help however I can. Over. Al, you're an officer. That means you're in charge of people, right? Over. Well, yes, that's more or less how it's supposed to work. Matt would say that I'm an officer and he works for a living, but that's the only joke enlisted guys have, so I try not to be offended by that. Over. Okay, so what do you do when the people you're in charge of are terrible? Like, maybe they're just sniveling little useless children, or maybe they're horrible old men who talk funny and seem to hate every kind of person except the kind of person they are. What do you do then? Over. To be perfectly honest, Dottie, I've never had to deal with any of that. For all our bickering, Matt and I are actually very good friends, and we always have been. We've found a division of labor that really works for us, and we make a pretty good team. Oh, don't tell him I said that, though. Over. Your secret's safe with me. Over. And then there was you. 
You weren't just a good sidekick, but you were honestly a better agent than either of us was. Which was reflected in that whole recent mess where we were captured along with all those sidekicks and you had to rescue us. But I guess if you're looking for leadership advice, I'd have to say, try asserting your authority? Over. Assert my authority? Over? Well, yeah. We're a paramilitary organization, right? Our entire structure favors the chain of command. And in the field, you're at the top of that chain. That's not a really good metaphor, but I think you get the idea. Over. Yeah, I guess I see what you mean. They have to do what I say because I'm in charge. Over. Now you're getting it. Whoops, gotta go. Good luck, Dottie. I'm sure you'll do great. Over. <sighs> okay, Dottie. He's right. It sounds terrifying, but I need to face my fear. Horses. What was that? Speckling, what's going on? I, um, I, I, I don't. Oh, never mind. Professor, where are you? Hey. Get away from those controls. You're too late, little girl. Dottie, my name is Agent Dottie. This vessel is now heading inexorably toward our true destination, the bottom of the world. Why do you keep saying that? That's not a thing. There, we shall seek out the mongrel natives of the Mesopelagic. Mm, oh, no. Mm-mm. And the profane temple of Yamsham Hagathshothothothothoth, where we will release the indescribable squamous horror that is Great Catholathotolatelalu. But what? What? Using this book, this ancient and eldritch tome passed to me by my sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend, who got it from this guy, who got it from this kid, who used it to summon the elder gods themselves. I shall do that very thing again. I shall summon great. Uh, well, I, I said it already. A great. Him. And the world will be driven to badness and then devoured. That all sounds like magic to me. I myself began to doubt my own sanity. You don't say. As I was drawn, compelled to this location in my dreams, night after night, unspeakable and indescribable forces calling me here to this place. I bet you could describe them if you tried hard enough. And once I realized I could get you to take me most of the way in your airship, I... Speckling, it's the book! He can't do his whole evil plan without the book! You're closer. Grab it. Scared, Dottie? The cover is made of skin. Oh, that's not part of the evil. I just think it looks keen, don't you? It's still very scary, and I I don't want to. I'm giving you a direct order, Junior Agent Speckling. Okay, Dottie. Whatever you want. And now you've delivered unto me a hostage. The prophecy was true. The cursed day shall also be blessed. Uh, Seriously, thanks for this. Now I'm going to raise an unspeakable horror to consume the minds and souls of all mankind. Don't try to stop me, or I'll shoot this little girl, or I'll cut her with a knife, or in some way harm her with whatever weapon you can imagine I might be carrying. It's okay, Dottie. I get captured a lot. Horses, that was our only parachute. Guess I'm gonna have to land this thing and stop him before he ends the world. Stupid speckling! Okay, first order of business, figure out where the professor took... Oh, hello! You can't go that way! Why not? It's crawling with saxophones! I don't understand... Don't listen to her, she's on her rocker! Don't you mean she's off? I know what I mean. What on earth is... Oh, here comes someone else. I have no head. I have no head. I thought 
maybe that one might be in charge, but I hope not. It's the Napoleon head, isn't it? That fools everyone. Oh, thank goodness. Someone who makes sense. Oh, no, I can assure you. I'm every bit as insane as everyone else on this island. But you seem so lucid, comparatively speaking. Each native's madness manifests in a different way. Me? I have a song stuck in my head. That doesn't sound so bad. It is when it's Yes, We Have No Bananas. And it's been in there for the past 14 years, and you have to concentrate really hard to hear anyone who looks like they might be speaking. Because otherwise, it just looks like they're singing the lyrics to Yes, We Have No Bananas into infinity. Okay, that sounds pretty bad, actually. We don't have any either. Oh, no! Well, that time I was just messing with you. Now, what can we do for you? I'm looking for Professor Lovecraft. What did I say? It is written that one day the artisan of passion will return to our sacred land to summon forth the dark god old fashioned tomato, Long Island potato. Sorry, are you telling us he's back? Are you supposed to be the mongrel natives? He mentioned. Well, I don't know about that. We live here, to be sure, and since it's kind of warm here, we've taken to wearing, you know, grass skirts, loincloths, coconut braziers, that sort of thing. I suppose you could say we've gone native. Oh, yes, then, I suppose we are natives. But you all speak English, and you're all... you know. We're all white. Right. Listen, I'm extremely uncomfortable talking about this, the professor was being incredibly racist, so I was kind of expecting... No, he, I get it. But listen, that's just him. He's very racist. Like, even for 1939. So who are you people? We were his students. Oh, right. I've heard about these charismatic young anthropology professors that all the girls have crushes on. No, 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 no. No, absolutely no. There could be no greater no than this no. Nobody... I can't stress this enough, has ever had a crush on that guy. And he wouldn't know what to do if they did. Okay, so why did you... Well, as he began to learn about the ineffable Cyclopean horrors that live here at the bottom of the world... Why does everyone keep calling it that? We all began to dream of this place, and of the dark god that slumbers in that volcano there. Volcano? Oh, volcano. Of course, there's always a volcano. Those dreams drove each of us mad in our own way. Those of us of an artistic temperament were driven to create images of the Ancient One. Here's one. This painting is the dark god that he's trying to summon? Our raspberries are delicious. Really delicious. But he doesn't look so evil to me. He actually looks kind of cute. Oof. And we're supposed to be the insane ones. What? What did I say? Any hoodle. If the professor managed to locate the Tome of Eldritch Lore... You mean that gross book, Bound in Skin? Oh, did he get that Bound in Skin? I know he was talking about doing that. Good for him. So yeah, if he has that and he has a sacrifice... Well, he kidnapped my sidekick. Yep, that would do it. Sounds like he has everything he needs to end the world.
I was hoping he was just raving like a lunatic and that isn't actually what's gonna happen. Oh no, it is. That's the entire point of waking the ancient and unspeakable one from his eternal slumber. Why else would we go through this whole rigmarole? But I can't let him bring about the end of the world. Yeah, I'm afraid you don't have much of a choice. Especially now that these guys realize that the thing we threw aside the comforts of civilization for is finally happening. But, but I... Man, you wake up every day hoping this is going to be the day the squamous abomination obliterates humanity and begins a dark epoch of ineffable dementia. Then the day finally arrives and... Please, you have to help me. Hmm, sorry, no, I don't have to. And I really don't want to. In fact, I think it's about time I started going madder. For, um, religious reasons, I suppose you could say. But I don't... I Just try these coconuts, those walnuts and donuts. They're eight many nuts like they. Atacha will sell you two kinds of red herring. Duck, brown, and ball bearing. But yes... We have no bananas. We have no bananas today. Hey! This is Agent Dottie calling Agents Matt and Algar. Come in, please. Over. This is Dottie calling Matt and Algar. Please respond. Over. Horses, please. I think you have to turn it on. Can't reach it because I'm chained to a dungeon wall. We're always chained to a dungeon wall. What is that ever? Matt, Al, it's me. It's Dottie. Over. Dottie. Hi. L- listen, we finally started wearing those wrist communicators you suggested for when we get captured and stuck in dungeons, but, but Al decided to strap his to his ankle for some reason. It's really distracting on my wrist. I just couldn't get the band to quite fit, and it either pinched my arm hair or it felt like it was about to fall off. Anyway, Dottie. Obviously, we have all of this to deal with right now, so we can't talk long. Yeah, don't be alarmed if you suddenly hear a loud crash and we're not talking to you anymore. Also, excuse us for not doing the over thing under the circumstances. I'm sure you understand. So, what's up? Oh, it's terrible. It's all gone horribly wrong. My useless sidekick got captured. That stupid professor never took me seriously, and now he's going to raise some dark god to end the world. Over. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, those are rough. I just don't know what I can do, guys. I thought I could handle this, but I really don't know that I can anymore. Over. Well, you always have the emergency failsafe switch. Yeah, there's always that. What's that? Over. It's a giant red button under your airship controls. I think they literally call it a panic button. It alerts every active MUCUS agent on the planet, including the colonel, that you're in urgent need of assistance. Really? Over. Yeah, if you ever feel like a mission is beyond your control, they'll send in the cavalry. Uh, the ministry wouldn't hang you out to dry. We're a team, after all. I never knew this was an option. How many times have you guys used it? Over. Well, none. But that's just because we've developed this whole get-thrown-in-a-dungeon-on-purpose thing. Which is definitely a deliberate tactic and not just a dumb thing that we constantly stumble into. Oh. Over. Yeah, but there's no shame in pushing that button. The Ministry completely understands if you're in over your head. Yeah, especially with you, Dottie. If you put that call out, they'll know it's serious. After all, you're Dottie and... Horses. He's right. I am Dottie. That seems like a really dumb thing to have to be reminded of, but I was so busy trying to figure out who I am as a leader that I somehow forgot who I am as a person. But the answer is the same to both. I'm Dottie, and Dottie does know how to solve problems. 
I don't have to be somebody else to do this job. I just need to be the best Dottie I can possibly be. Also, if those two never needed to use that panic button before, I can definitely fix this. Arise for the Cyclopean Underlord. All right, I've had about enough of this. Dottie! The same. Have you come to rescue me and stop the professor from ending the world? You're darn right I am. First, let me just cut you free from these ropes. Thanks, Dottie. I'm sorry I got captured. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was so mean to you earlier. I know you're just trying your best. Also, you were completely right about this guy using magic. Sorry about that, too. Hey, stop that. Uh, that's my sacrifice. Now you stay someplace safe. I'll take care of him. Oh, oh, I'm very good at that. Put the book down and step away from the mouth of the volcano. How dare you address me in such a manner? No, how dare you think you can take advantage of the ministry and of me and end the gosh darn world? What's wrong with you? I beg your pardon? I said, what's wrong with you? Why would you get into your tiny, narrow-minded head to end the world? That's where we all live. Humanity is a festering plague of mongrels. And I've definitely had enough of words like that. You're a hateful, hurtful little man. No one has ever spoken to me in this manner. Certainly no female ever has. Well, maybe someone should have. Maybe then we wouldn't be here at the mouth of a volcano with the world about to end. You're too late. Mighty is risen. Behold his terrifying visage. I still see he's cute. He's not cute. He's an eldritch abomination whose very existence defies all that we have learned in our so-called science. Behold his queer and ineffable manner of communication which threatens to make gibbering madmen of us all. I think you've done most of the work there. Que voulez-vous, les gens? Wait a minute. That's not ineffable. That's French. Ugh. Disgusting. Of course you've never bothered to learn another language. Gosh, you're just the worst. You take that back. Bonjour, je m'appelle Dottie. Bonjour, Dottie. Pouvez-vous, s'il vous plaît, me dire de quoi il s'agit? I can't believe you're communicating with the foul creature in its own forbidden, indescribable tongue. Oh, would you just shut up? Patois, des eaux Perhaps even more terrifying than the prospect of a dark god ending all life on Earth is the notion of a female asserting herself. Ah. Oh, hello. You're not going to yell at me too, are you? I don't think so. Good. I don't like being yelled at. What's Dottie doing? That girl is conversing with an eldritch horror in its own unspeakable parlance. It sounds like French to me. Uh. Speckling, could you come over here a minute, please? Over there? Closer to the monster? Yes, that's right. Don't worry, he won't hurt you. He's my friend. That can't possibly be right. I told you to shut it. Yes, ma'am. Come on. There you go. Now, Speckling, this is Mighty K... Can I just call you Mighty K for short? Oui. Merci. He's not an ineffable horror. He just lives in a neighboring dimension that overlaps with ours near this volcano. Is he going to destroy the world? Definitely not. He sounded pretty angry a minute ago, though. That's because humans keep trying to summon him. It's like if someone kept ringing your doorbell and then running away. He's really tired of it. But he he made all those people crazy! Yeah, that did happen. But that wasn't intentional. 
He's from a different dimension and sometimes that sort of thing can happen. But now he knows what effect he has on humans, he's promised not to come here anymore. Go on, you can step closer. He doesn't mind if you sort of pet him, like this. Oh. Uh, oh! That actually feels kind of nice. You know, he is pretty cute. That's what I said. Please don't call my ineffable eldritch god cute. Yeah, what he said. Means shut up. Well, so he wasn't going to end the world at all, huh? Not even a little bit. So, uh, we've just been wasting our lives on this island all this time. Well, I try not to judge, but... But it sure seems like you have been. You know, I'm just so happy that I'm not hearing that ridiculous song for the first time in a decade and a half. I'm not even annoyed with you for saying that. No, Speckling's not so bad. Not if you really give her a chance. Gee, thanks, Dottie. Now then, some representatives from MUCUS will be here to take the professor away to jail and, if you want, give you all a ride back to civilization. Yes, please. What song are you talking about? Oh, something about bananas. I don't think it's actually completely out of there. don't actually remember anymore. That's amazing. Is it Yes, We Have No Bananas? Yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. <laughs> right, so we're back to square one with the search for Pythagora. Speckling, where does the expression back to square one come from? I, um, uh, I don't know. It's okay, relax. This is something that the agents I used to sidekick for did for me. They'd quiz me in the field, and when I didn't know something, they'd teach it to me. Like a riddle? Yeah, kinda. Oh, I like that. Oh, but I don't like that. It's alright. We're just... Oh, no. What? What? It's gonna be alright. It's just one of those natives punctured our hull earlier, and we didn't notice until we were airborne. We're losing altitude. Does that mean we're going to crash? Well, it means the airship is going to crash, but we're over the ocean, so it'll be okay. And it's a slow leak, so we have plenty of time to very calmly make our way to the bathysphere. We'll eject that and then circle back to the airship when we find someone to help us make repairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, in fact, it'll be an adventure. Let's go! before. You haven't? Well, this is why they give us a bathysphere. Let's set a course for... Um, Dottie? There's someone outside the bathysphere. I don't think... Oh, so there is. Hello? Can you hear me out there? Silence! You have trespassed upon the sovereign non-soil of Aquatropolis. Prepare to be boarded. Yes! And also silence! Right. Silence. I thought that was kind of implied already, but sure. Silence. Fine. Silence! Horses. Tune in again for our next exciting installment, Return to Aquatropolis. This installment of the Radio Adventures of Dottie featured Mark Bosco, Brian Lynch, Kara O'Connor, Matt Robotham, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, Jason Wallace, and Ron Algar-Watt. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt, and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2019.